From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770-CHQR. Well, we certainly got good news from the Alberta government and Dr. Dina Hinshaw last week with sport, recreation, and fitness being included in Phase 2 of the Alberta relaunch. But for a lot of our uh, world-class fitness facilities here in Calgary, it just it was too early. They couldn't open on Friday. Uh, we heard from the YMCA, and, and of course, we also got the news from the Repsol Sports Centre. But I, I did want to follow it up a little bit tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. It's a real pleasure to be joined by the Chief Executive Officer at Repsol, and I'm talking about my good friend, Doug. Uh, Jeff Book. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm well, Jock. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be joining you. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Uh, so, so so where do you stand with the Repsol Sports Centre? Because uh, we're talking a true multi-purpose facility here and uh, not easy to relaunch. Well, there's challenges, but there's also opportunities. I think we are blessed with size, which affords us the opportunity to create some distancing. Uh, we also have some uh, significant resources when it comes to uh, personnel um, and, and other pieces that help us put in place the guidelines and the restrictions. So uh, I appreciate your earlier comment that uh, perhaps the date was too early, but I'll argue that no date was too early. We're pretty excited to get open, but there is some work to be done. Uh, so, so what is the status? So where do you stand? Right. Um, the, the building is almost ready. So we spent the last three months putting together what, what we assumed and, and had a good sense would be the case, whether that was physical distancing or acquiring PPE, looking at capacity. So a lot of that work is done. Uh, the big item for us right now is to recall over 200 staff that unfortunately, very unfortunately, had to be put on a temporary layoff. And so for us to reopen, we've got to call back our employees, provide them with a notice period, bring them back, train them in some new procedures around safety and hygiene and new roles and responsibilities that follow the guidelines. Um, that's probably the biggest hurdle for us to overcome. There's some minor projects that we need to clean up. We need to put a few things in place, but um, those are underway and, and we're not far from opening. It's such a unique facility, though, Jeff, because, you know, you've got you've got multiple sports partners that you, you have obviously membership that, that you have to uh, uh, to look at as well. Will you be you won't be able to go back to full capacity, I would think. No, we don't we don't anticipate full capacity. And I certainly don't want to apply that this has been easy. There are going to be some new norms that you're hearing about in the industry, whether it relates to capacity, uh, some online booking new protocol around hygiene and contact tracing but we do believe that we can return the majority of our program and given that it is the summer season we tend to be a little quieter so it's a nice phase in for us to reintroduce the facilities to our sport partners and our members while managing those uh those new guidelines how many sport partners do you actually work with at uh, at repsol we work with approximately 36 and that number does fluctuate a little bit but for the most part, it seems to sit around 36. A sport partner is a group that has applied for and received particular status with our organization. They tend to be quite well organized. They're training along the long-term athlete development model. They are businesses within our business. And so we work with roughly 36 clubs that represent somewhere in the neighborhood of seven or 8,000 athletes. And that's what makes Repsol so so unique, in my opinion, because you've got everything from the weekend warrior to the recreational athlete to the high-performance athlete, so many different user groups, and, 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 and hey, you want to take care of all of them. I, I do get that. 
It's very true. And it is what makes the center unique. There are so many great fitness and sport facilities in the city of Calgary. I think what makes Repsol particularly special, pardon me, is the way in which it balances the schedule between those two groups, primary groups of public users and sport groups, without choosing one or prioritizing one over the other. It does create some incredible opportunities, but also some challenges. And, of course, you know, so many different facilities where you've got personal training, you've got gyms, you've got a fitness center, you've got swimming pools, you've got dive tanks, you know, you've got, you've got running tracks. And, and, and to, to put it all together in a COVID world, I, I've got to think that, you know, every, every, uh, every sport is going to be, be treated a little bit differently probably. It's true. And what we're seeing, Jock, is that many sport organizations, whether it's through the, the local sport organization, the provincial sport organization, or the national sport organization, they're complementing our opening plan with their own return to play plans. Mm-hmm. And when those two are layered together, it does make it easier. So, for example, if you take a sport like swimming or diving that uses our aquatic complexes, I can't say this with certainty, but it might be that those groups enter into a side door. And so they're treated almost like a cohort group where they're not exposed to the larger population. So they can come in for their activity, participate, train and compete, and then leave through the same door. So it's a bit of a hypothetical situation, but it is it's it's got it's 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 based on some reality that we're looking at the size and scale of the facility and the different user groups and talking about breaking that down into different units and managing it in units and then controlling the common space and, and that certainly makes sense and of course every every sport is unique every sport is different uh, you know the, the the number of uh, swimmers you can get into a, into a pool or the number of divers you know obviously you you can physical distance in those areas and my understanding is chlorine actually kills the virus however however you've got locker rooms you've got high touch areas and, and and those are where the concerns are aren't they that's very fair yeah very much so um but i think um as a sports guy you would you would know and you would agree that what's most important to these athletes is getting back into the field or pool mm. or or track or gym of play and those other pieces that are important in the COVID world matter much less. Mm-hmm. And, and particularly, I think, for aquatics athletes, where dryland athletes have certainly been challenged, there's been some alternative opportunities for them, not always, but often. Anyone who participates in aquatics has really been, been left out of the water. And so to be able to return aquatic sport, whether it's swimming, diving, artistic swimming, or water polo, um, that's something we're quite eager to do, and we know our partners are even more eager. Yeah, you, you betcha. What about uh, what about locker rooms and, and, and showers? Are you going to have to take uh, special precautions there, Jeff? We will. And so if you read through uh, the BizConnect, what they're recommending is that lockers uh, are are deterred. They're not used if, if not necessary. So our plan is to speak to our user groups and say, help us to make this successful. If athletes can arrive ready to participate in their sport, and shower um, after practice at home or come in a bathing suit with a track suit that they could peel off on the pool deck, that's certainly going to be preferred. Mm -hmm. What you will see, however, is one-way traffic through our locker rooms. You'll see probably two out of every three lockers zip-tied closed. You'll see the same with bathroom facilities. And so we'll do, through the narrative and through our communication, a discouragement to utilizing the locker room. But in a pinch, they'll be available. 
Uh, Jeff Book is the uh, chief executive officer of the Repsol Sports Center, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock. You know, it's amazing, you know, back in the days when we used to call it Lindsay Park, and it's now been around, this facility has been around for 37 years, and and I know you went through, you know, a, a year with with rebuilding the roof in 2010, and then the floods closed the facilities in 2013, and, and, and now the pandemic in, in 2020. Uh, how would this How would this one, probably not as bad as the floods. The floods had to be your worst, I would think. Well, I would say in terms of damage to the building, there's no question the flood was the worst. But I think this has been the most challenging to manage. Okay. And the reason I say that is there's so much uncertainty around this. The, the flood occurred and it ended and then we got about recovering. The roof replacement was scheduled. And while they had massive implications to our business, there was some predictability to them. And what's made this really challenging I think, for everyone in business and in life is responding to the uncertainty. Mm. Uh, very well said. Did you did you drain the pools? Did you just keep the pools, uh, you know, f- fully operational during during the shutdown, or, or how did that work? Yeah, great question. We left water in the dive tank in the two large pools, the training pool and the competition pool, and then we drained all our smaller smaller pools. And, and a lot of people have asked why, and there's a bunch of reasons. But we looked at the economics of draining and filling a pool, reheating and rechlorinating versus the cost of reducing temperature, reducing chlorination and other treatment, and maintaining the facilities. And again, without knowing how long this would last, we took a bit of a gamble. Um, There's also another nuance, and that is with older pools, when you drain water out of the piping system, and then you go to start them up, often you experience ancillary issues that you didn't know you would happen, leaky pipes and cracks and those types of things. So we made the decision to keep water in the pool, which is going to turn out to be quite favorable for us because we can have them ready um, for our athletes and our public users in about 24 hours. Well, that's, uh, that's certainly good news. Uh, so, so were there any positives in this? Were, were you able to do any upgrades uh, you know, during the shutdown, uh, Jeff? Well, yeah, what, what members and sport partners will see when they come back is that we attended to a lot of items. There's some aesthetic items we worked on. There's some major capital projects we worked on. We cleaned up the building quite a bit. Um, we looked at our operations and the efficiency of our operation, and you'll see some minor tweaks. Many are behind the curtains, but certainly they allow us to operate, uh, I think, more efficiently and effectively. So I think members will come in and they'll see a cleaner building. They'll see some subtle touches. The building itself um, has had some capital projects that we've attended to that otherwise could have been an interruption during normal operations. So we won't do a typical pool shutdown that you often see in the summer months. I hope our members come back and they see a lot of uh, small details and big details, and uh, we're ready to welcome them with open arms. Well, uh, what would be the next step then? Uh, do, do you do you need a, a rubber stamp by Alberta Health, or if you just meet all the guidelines, you, you can open your doors? Right. We're working to meet all the guidelines. We're working with the City of Calgary um, and other sport partners and, and our partners in industry to make sure we're doing this right. But now that the orders are lifted, we are ready to open as long as we follow the guidelines. And uh, and we're shooting to do so early in July. So 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 just to reset, you know, with that uh, with that restart in, in early July, would, do you think it'll be stages? Is certain sports group first, or, or or will you try to accommodate all of your user groups? Right. Uh, great question. Um, so we'll look to support as many people as possible. There are capacities on spaces, but ultimately those groups also have to be ready. Um, so as we've been working with our sport partners and NSOs and PSOs. We've been talking about the importance of intermeshing our plan with their plan. And for this to work and to work uh, safely and permanently, both parties have to have a plan. 
So to answer your question, Jock, I think those groups that are more organized and have a plan how they'll manage their athletes okay. will be able to support them sooner. If all the groups are ready, we'll look to support all of them. Now, keep in mind, it's summer months, so we tend to have more available space. We're not looking to run summer camps, at least traditional summer camps, as we often have. And we'll focus on our two core user groups. That's public membership yeah. and sport groups. So we should, as a result of that, have the opportunity to really focus on those groups and hopefully provide them with the space and time that they need to get back to their training plans. So so, so just in closing, Jeff, what message would you like to send out to your to your public user group, the, the memberships? Because I, I, know, I know, hey, the sport groups are very important. Don't get me wrong. But, but you know what? We're probably speaking to the masses when we talk to your, your public user group. Both groups are so very important to us. And I think the message is first and foremost, thank we, we've seen and heard so many great stories from our, our youth groups about how they miss the center, about how they're ready to come back. And I think the message for you, and when you come to the facility, you'll see that safety is our number one priority and that we're not in a rush to bring people back unless we can do so safely. So trust that we're ready to bring you back. Uh, we've thought long and hard about how to do so. And I think you'll see it the, the second you walk into the building that we're ready for you. And uh, and we couldn't be more excited that that, that day is soon uh, going to be upon us. Great information, Jeff. Uh, really appreciate the update and uh, good luck with the relaunch. And, and I know a lot of your sport partners and a lot of your uh, your public user groups are, are very, very excited to hear that uh, early July you could get back to a Repsol Sports Center. So thanks so much. Thanks to you as well. Hey, good stuff. Uh, great news for our aquatic high-performance athletes. And, and obviously, uh, hey, my daughter's one of those because she's a diver. She's just dying to get back into a, a training facility before she heads back down to the States, uh, you know, for NCAA school. So uh, going to be great news for our swimmers, our divers, our artistic swimmers, our water polo players. Uh, it truly is a unique training center. The Repsol Sports Center has been around for 37 years. That was Jeff Book. Jeff Book is the CEO, uh, the chief executive officer of the Repsol Sports Center. As you heard, they are hoping to reopen their doors early in July. They're just getting everybody restaffed, getting the protocol in place. But it certainly sounds like, uh, you know, this facility, one of the biggest in the city, will be uh, reopening very, very soon. Hey, a quick shout-out to Calgary Co-op, our community champions sponsor. Every community has a champion. You know the people I'm talking about, the people that make things better. They go above and beyond during the pandemic. Well, we've been recognizing some of these individuals with our morning team of Sue and Andrew every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday. We've been doing it for four weeks, and uh, we're getting very, very close to awarding one of our lucky champions with a $350 gift card to Calgary Co-op delivered directly to their door by the 770 CHQR Community Cruiser. That is powered by Bow West Appliances. Here's the deal. If you have somebody in your neighborhood that you would like to recognize, get your nomination in. Do it soon because you're running out of time. Go to our website, 770chqr.ca. A little bit of football news as we wrap things up on a Tuesday night. This is Sports Talk with Jock.